everybody and welcome on the barricades. This is another edition of our show. My name is Buyan Stanislavski. I'm the co-host of this program and with me is Maria Chernat, the other host. Hello, Maria. Hi. All right. Finally together here, right? <laughs> it's been yeah. a while. Uh, I'm really looking uh, forward to um, to the discussion during this me reunion. Too. Yeah, and I'm, I'm uh, hoping our viewers as well. So let's uh, let's begin by a few household matters. We haven't uh, we haven't reminded of uh, where we are available and how you can support us uh, for some time now. So first of all, we want to thank everyone here who has been following us on YouTube, which is our main platform, and that has been the case so far. Uh, we want to also inform you that alternatively, you can watch us on Odyssey and on Rumble. We have a small community growing on those two platforms as well, which makes me very uh, satisfied. And I'm glad to to see, you know, to, to have started to receive comments from, from viewers and Rumble and Odyssey. That's really great. Uh, also, uh, we have... Two platforms where our audio files are available, audio, you know, our program in audio format, which is Spotify. You can look up the barricade on the, on Spotify and also SoundCloud. Uh, SoundCloud is actually a very good place for, it turned out to be a very good place for us. We've got a lot of people following us there and many people sharing our program, our, uh, yeah, the video version of our program. So uh, that's it. Plus, uh, of course, we want to uh, we want to tell you that... Uh, you can follow us on social media. We've got a Facebook page. We've got a Twitter account. Uh, and we've also have a very, that's really the most important thing here, I guess, uh, a profile on Substack. So you can look at us up, uh, thebarricade.substack.com, and you can subscribe with your email address uh, for uh, for our newsletter, uh, and uh, that's the way I the best, the most secure way not to miss out on any of our programs. And uh, last but not least, please consider supporting us financially. You can use PayPal, or you can use Patreon, or you can purchase a paid subscription via Substack. All those options are available. Uh, out there for you and uh, we want to of course use the opportunity to thank all those people who have already subscribed with monthly subscriptions with you know or, or who have helped us with one-off donations uh, all of the options are uh, available on all those platforms and are of course very very welcome thank you once again and now to the merits of our today's uh, of our today's program Maria let's begin by uh yeah, let's talk about some some news from Eastern Europe. Let's begin by by Romania. Of course, there's no way that within one program or two, even we're going to cover like the whole of the region. I mean, so so many things are happening. But uh, let's let's discuss briefly what's been going on in Romania, and then perhaps in Poland, and if there is time, some other countries. Uh, go ahead. So I want to discuss briefly two events that took place um, recently on April 5 and April 7. What happened was that um, incidents, disturbing incidents took place in Romanian schools. One incident on April 5 took place in a very well-regarded and quite um, elitist, I would say, high school in Bucharest. And one on April 7 took place in a remote rural area in the southern part of Romania. Now, what's it about? Let me explain. Uh, news surfaced on April 5 that a student, a high school student, he is 16, 
stabbed a teacher during class because she announced that they are going to take a test. Apparently, the boy took a kitchen knife, came with it to the high school, and then when the teacher announced that they were going to take this test, he stabbed her multiple times in the neck area. The good news is that she was able to somehow um, defend herself and the wounds uh, did not threaten her life, but the boy was uh, incarcerated, he's in prison right now. Uh, he is there because he's charged with attempted murder and she's there for 30 days waiting for the trial. Well, there are many elements that are disturbing, but let me just make sure that the viewers get this information. This is, a, I would say, elitist high school in a sense that in Romania, we have rankings according to the grade you have to have in order to be uh, admitted to one of these high schools. And let me tell you that last year, the grade you needed to have in order to be admitted to this uh, high school was 9.57 out of 10, 10 being the maximum. So you can imagine that these are uh, students that study hard uh, because you have to have almost perfect, perfect score in order to get into this high school. Uh, and according to the rankings that were done for the whole city of Bucharest, um, according to that, this high school was and came in the ninth position. So in the top 10 high schools in Bucharest, Bucharest is a large city, almost 3 million inhabitants. So you can tell that this is a really elitist school and only the best of the best get there. Now the second event, that I want the viewers to learn about is even a more disturbing one than this one. But it is now, uh, it took place in a rural uh, area of Romania in the western part of Romania, in the south, uh, southern part of Romania, close to Bucharest, um, in a district of Prahova, where in a small village, students sexually harassed an English teacher, and they recorded the whole event. The recording is almost unbearable to watch. It surfaced on April 7, and it was published in a local media outlet, and then it was, you know, circuit became viral on all mainstream media, referred to it, and um, they started writing about it. Uh, it concerns an English teacher that is filmed while other students are simulating sexual acts with her. Uh, I told you it is almost unbearable to, to watch in the sense that she, she is paralyzed with fear. You can see that she's crying. I mean, it, it's something extremely disturbing. And the other students are just encouraging the acts. It's something of violence that is, uh, you can see it probably on Pornhub because this is probably where they got the scenario from, but it's in real life and uh, it's just horrendous. And of course, 
discussions. Now I'm going to comment, if you allow me, a little bit on the structural causes. And let me tell you that I witness, even though I teach in another level, I teach at the university, but I kind of sense, Boyan, I don't know what it is, because we don't conduct enough research. Is it the stress of war? Is it uh, hyper-individualism that is being prompted for the past no, but, but that's actually the most interesting part. I mean, let's let's try and see what we can make out of it politically, because, you know, yes, I mean, there are yes, criminal, yes. Uh, criminal occurrences there are and incidents all over. Probably multiple causes, you know, that are being amplified. Probably, probably, I would say that the background is this turbo capitalism, turbo individualism that's being, you know, promoted for the past three decades. The idea that the individual is the most important, the student is the most important. We have to focus on the needs of the student. You as a student have to be allowed to express yourself, to find your true inner self and to explore it and to express it and not to be coerced in any measure, in any kind of way. And this coupled with these ideas of gentle parenting, where again, the parent has to explore, has to allow the, the, the child to explore its inner self, the idea that there are no boundaries, the freedom and individual freedom is the most important value in the society. And that coupled, of course, with marketing, the idea that we have private schools that most of Romanian, you know, upper class aspire to, where teachers tell parents that here we are going to let your child express his inner self, his inner desires. We are not going to confront them in any way. We are not going to set boundaries because it's so important to have this individual freedom. And this is the background, the ideological background that was pushed for the past three decades in this capitalist society in Romania. And I would suggest, but again, again, the research is privatized. You have to find themes that are important for international journals. We don't conduct, because the way I see it, the day after this happened, sociological departments should have had a meeting and they should have said, you know, the goal of analyzing this and coming up with reports and the Ministry of Education would have paid for that because we need to see what are the causes. I mean, this is the background, but maybe it was amplified by the pandemics and the fact that these people spend a lot of time online, these students, and they simply don't get it that now it's in real life. You don't take a kitchen life like in a video game and just stab a person because they threaten to give you a test, okay? Maybe it's the fact that being so many years, I mean, in Romania, we had very prolonged lockdowns and people spend a lot of their time on online. Uh, the other ones, I'm telling you, it is as if they are acting out like on Pornhub. Probably they saw this because there was violence where I, when I was young and even towards teachers, but it was not according to this porn scenario, you know, that you see only in adult entertaining. So the shape that it got, the violence got this very, very vile shape that you only see in this adult entertaining uh, movies. So we don't have research, but these are the hypotheses. These are the hypotheses that we are not exploring for the time being. 
Um, and there is also another deep structural problem that I addressed in one of the articles that I published recently, and this is the fake inclusion. This type of ideology of expressing the self, taking care of uh, the needs of the student, focusing on the student as if the teacher is not the most important need of the student, you know. This dear-hero relation is so close, the student and the teacher, and if you don't take care of the teacher, you don't take care of the most important person in the student's life. So it's, it's such a, you know, hypocrisy when you say that we are only focusing on the needs of the student as if the teachers are some sort of I don't know servants humble servants to those needs and it is not the students but the students desires that are in charge in school now let us this aside this whole fakery and this whole hypocrisy in addressing you know this question of individual freedom and promoting in and all the rest but this came also, it was coupled with what I call fake inclusion. The idea that we have to live and to have everybody in a normal school, even the children with special needs, and it sounds so great, isn't it? And uh, we have to have places, special places for marginalized communities like the Roma community and poor children, and on paper, it sounds fantastic, but this is only done to, for the Ministry of Education in Romania to look good. It is not a true commitment to this persons to be helped. Because if you have a child with special needs, and you probably know more than me, uh, I'm talking from the teacher's perspective here, you are a parent. You know more about it, certainly. and. The problem is that when you have a child like that, you have to really commit to helping them for real. Just taking them and putting them in a classroom with teachers that don't know how to interact with that child, with students who don't know how to interact with them. And you just leave it to the faith, you know, for things to go better in that to things for to, to go smoothly in terms of communication and integration in that classroom is just insane and it's a fakery and it just makes you know the uh, the law sounds very good on paper but if you don't have what we call here support teacher the support teacher is a person that has psychological training and knows how to interact with children with special needs and they should be in class with that child and to support the whole process of integration communication what we have now and what i wrote about is a complete uh, uh, a mistaken idea that integration means just putting people together and you don't care. And it's the same for the Roma uh, students. They have special places. We call this affirmative action. That is perfect. But the affirmative action should be done like it was done in socialist Poland. And I read about it when I uh, wrote a review for a book on how sociology developed in Eastern Europe. And there you have a university that really wanted to have affirmative action. Of course, they didn't call it like that, but they came to the conclusion that 
quite a few students from marginalized background and with poor parents came to the university. So they made it their goal to bring uh, students from marginalized communities to the university. But unlike Romania, capitalist Romania, they didn't just took the students and put them in university and that's it. No, for a whole year they entered a year-long preparatory program where every day or eight hours they would uh, be taught and they would work with university professors in order to catch up in order to reach the level that the other students had. So they were truly helped. Now, this is what I call commitment. I mean, in capitalist Romania, you only have this fake idea of inclusion that is meant to use people, to use children with special needs, to use Roma communities, to use those people from marginal students, from marginalized communities, to make you look good. Look, we have a law that allows everybody to come to school. We have affirmative action measures. We are, have special places for the Roma community. We have this and that. Yes, but where is the true commitment? Where is the true help for these people? Because you just throw them there like they are spices in a soup, right? You just put them there and then you expect the things to go Perfect, because I'm pretty sure that especially that child, that, that student that stabbed the teacher, he had issues, but they covered everything. Because right now, as a teacher, you are told, deal with it. Nobody comes to your rescue. Nobody's helping you. We have um, student, uh, student counselors, but we have one counselor for 1,000 students. What is this? if not a joke, another form in which a capitalist society creates divisions, then creates fake inclusion and fake laws to make it seem like everything uh, is uh, offering equality of chances, like everybody's truly being given a chance and all the rest, you know? And I find this to be very problematic because I spoke with math teachers. They have to teach, especially in Romania, the curricula uh, is very difficult and they have to teach quite abstract and difficult things. And how do you do that if you have two or even three children with special needs who can focus for 50 minutes, who can stay, you know, uh, and stay focused for that long? How do you do that? And she told me, I really don't need just advice. I need somebody to come to my class and show me how they do it for real, you know? Because of course it can be done if you don't have support, if you don't have a true commitment. And if you don't put your money where your heart is, if you don't invest, you know, and you don't have integrated services with school counselors, with uh, doctors, with um, uh, social services, and to have together, you know, a 360 degree and really commit to this idea of helping students. And this is why we also, in order to have this idea of inclusion, equality, 
school as a welcoming place for students. We prevented teachers from having any kind of, of means to discipline the students. Before, years back, we had the idea that if a student was, you know, disturbing the others and was shouting or doing all sorts of crazy stuff, they will be asked to leave the classroom. Now, this is forbidden by law. If somebody starts yelling during your class, this is it. You have to deal with it. This is the situation. Then, we had the idea that somebody should have, should could be expelled, the student could be expelled also if they uh, present a risk to the teachers, to the other students, and if they behave very violent. This is no longer possible. So what do you do? What do you do in a situation like this? And there's you another become a, thing, teacher. a deeper one, the third layer of, of explanation for this type of disaster. In capitalist Romania, you have to be very careful what you do because you get financing per student. So if you don't have enough students, there goes your financing. You don't have enough money. So everything is connected to money. And this is why if you go and complain to the manager of the school and you say, look, this and that happened, they say something like, oh, you shouldn't care so much. Maybe it was your fault that they are behaving like this. Maybe you don't have the necessary skills to discipline your class. Maybe you don't have experience, you know? And they have a very, very perverse way of making you feel guilty for the abuse that's going on during your class, but the underlying, you know, reason is the fact that they don't want to lose the money. And in private schools, say pretty much the same. If you don't have clients, you know, because capitalist Romania and the capitalist system transform the student into a client. So if you don't have clients, you don't have money, and you're just a provider of educational services. And when you have all these things put together, fake inclusion, lack of means of disciplining, um, financing per student, you have the perfect mix for this type of disaster to happen. And I would say this is only the beginning because I witnessed even in the university where I teach, I witnessed this type of very aggressive and very entitled attitude from the students. Like we are some sort of servants there, you know, like if they are in a bar and you are supposed to, you know, ask what to bring them, what to do for them. And this is, not entirely wrong in a sense, but it is wrong if it's done only for money and it is not sincere. You know, this is the, the problem that money and profit and the constant quest for money and profit just distorts and destroy the whole idea of education. Right. Well, thank you uh, for for this presentation uh, and, and for the kind of political yeah, political explanation of the incidents that you described at the beginning of the program. Uh, I'm uh, there's a lot I could respond to, obviously, but we don't really have much time. Uh, I, I just uh, want to ask, why did you actually refer to the question of uh, of students uh, who are uh, less capable mentally or in in or are not able to somehow? Uh, go through the regular process of education 
because of whatever impairments they, they, they might have. Uh, why did you refer to them? I mean, were those students who actually attacked the no, teachers no, in no. any way? These are okay students, but I'm telling you that if you have a child, these are students, in my opinion, that really have challenges that are mentally challenged. Well, if someone wants to go to school and stab their teacher because they're going to have a whatever, they're going to have to, to, to go through a test, well, that, that means this person is absolutely crazy and dangerous. That's totally the case. But then, uh, you know, were yeah, there... The other ones, probably they were just acting out, you know, their frustrations and they were just doing what they saw on these channels that they watch. Because the research shows and my experience shows that during middle school, the boys start start watching Pornhub during breaks in the school. This is the habit. So the problem is, and I told you, when you have situations like this, but also these students that sexually harass the, the, the teacher, they, they are in a sense challenged, okay? Because this is not something we would say a normal person does. But because you have inclusion only in the law and it's so fake and with no commitment to really helping these people, you have no instruments yeah, to, I understand. to really deal with the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand that. I was just wondering whether those two people who actually committed those two criminal acts, whether they, uh, whether they are in any way victims of this fake inclusion uh and and it seems that they they are not i mean they are just people who are randomly you know random students at the at the respective schools where they you know committed those you know stabbings and harassment and you know uh but uh you know it's uh i think that the one conclusion i could potentially comment on because we've got very little time is that I remember the school from before 1989 and I remember the school from like shortly after when it still didn't get like complete, like the system didn't get completely dismantled. And I want to say this, according to my observation, without being a teacher, a pedagogist or, you know, without being anyone really even remotely connected to the educational system, well, with the exception of being, you know, having been a student myself and then, of course, uh, my children, they're also attending school, including, you know, I have a an autistic daughter, she goes to special school with special curriculum and all. So uh, that's that's the only connection that I have with the educational system. But you know, from my own experience in the past as a child and as a early teenager in Bulgaria, we've had very well organized educational system with uh, elementary schools, preschools, kindergartens, and high schools afterwards, and universities, and all of it. And the uh, fact of the matter is that it was somewhat authoritarian. That's true. But, uh, you know, in retrospect, I don't really mind that because, okay, at the expense of being uh, treated harshly by the teachers, I got uh, to learn languages. I got to learn, you know, what we refer to in Bulgaria as general culture, not just general knowledge, but general culture of like, you know, I can understand the world. I know how to go about most of the things I can, you know, I, I know Uh, who's the patron of the street that I live in, be it in Warsaw or Sofia, I have the general knowledge of the world. You know, I know about history, geography, everything that, uh, you know, an adult person needs to know in order to develop their knowledge further to specialize in whatever field they were, wherever they want to go and work, right? So this is, this is something that people today at school don't get. 
And that's a very big problem. And they might be able to express themselves. They might be able to dye their hair in blue. They might be able to, you know, grow their hair until, you know, their legs and stuff. That's all possible these days. And it was not possible. It was not. Like, you were not allowed, uh, you know, being a male student to wear long hair or if you were, regardless of your sex, whether... You know, you were not allowed to, to dye your hair in pink or blue or wear piercing before you were 18 or something, you know, things like that. You had to wear uh, uniforms and you had to be very disciplined. You know, you had all kinds of celebrations which were linked to political uh, events every week or every month. You had to wake up at seven. You, you know, you began your lessons or your classes at 7 a.m. in the morning, not like today at 9 <clears throat> and all the rest of it, like, I mean, the, the entire system of, of, of discipline was there for the teachers and for the, uh, for the students. And of course, the students were on the receiving end of this discipline. And I guess that's disputable. And that's something that should be, in my, in my, in my you know, opinion, overcome by forming councils of teachers, parents and students, because this is the only way to, I think, figure out some kind of consensus about certain things. But we can, we, you know, this is a different story. Mm -hmm. and, and I just want to say that today you can do all kinds of things individually. You can feel very comfortable at school and, you know, you can probably fall asleep during class and you cannot be kicked out, even if you, I don't know, display some kind of weird behavior. But, you know, that also comes at a cost. And the cost is your society is way more ignorant way more ignorant uh, people are are like especially when you look at this minority we call the public opinion and if you compare you know what the public opinion says today in bulgaria or in poland and and the way it behaves mm -hmm, the way it thinks mm -hmm. about the world and the public cause and it used to be what it used to be like 30 40 50 years ago you will see a huge intellectual gap and moral too but mostly intellectual gap i mean people are much more stupid today much more and this is this is very disturbing, and uh, you know I I I will gladly trade the comfort of one or two or three individuals who have to act weirdly or dye their hair, their hair or pierce their I don't know nose or or whatever. Uh, I will gladly trade their freedom for uh, for better education on a mass scale, which we used to have, and we don't have that. And, and you know I don't care about like. Uh, I mean, I do care. To I, I want to push back a little bit because I don't want the viewers to get the idea that the key to success was uh, discipline. Of course, Probably it was, was important, it was. but it was investment. I mean, a lot of investment. I mean, we had schools in rural areas in Romania where you have like 10 children and they would have a school, they would have an education. Now, the Ministry of Education doesn't want to pay for the transportation because they closed down thousands of schools, thousands of schools. And now students have to travel even 10 kilometers on foot to get to school. Yeah, yeah. Okay? But that's, that, that, so that's in rural areas, you have a percentage of dropouts like 20%. Yeah. That's catastrophic. Okay. Yeah. So the problem is that it was not only discipline, but it was discipline plus commitment. I no, mean, okay, I agree with this. committed to the idea sure. of really having a, a serious no. education for everybody. Absolutely. 
So discipline itself doesn't solve anything because you need a substance to discipline around or to spin the discipline around it. Absolutely. I mean, I, I agree with this 100%, but I will tell you why I think discipline was very, very, very important, very fundamental to uh, to the development of the society and to its education. And this is something that the... That the, the an idea that's going to be very difficult probably for Westerners to chew on. Now, look, uh, today... The way schools are presented to students is like every everything has to be great at school. You have to feel included. You have to feel comfortable. You can't you can't encounter any traumas. You can't be uh, uh, reprimanded on. Like it has to be very very kind of safe space. Well, no, guys, this is not how it works. I don't know who told you that. I don't know who developed this idea. I don't care. It's stupid on its face. When you go to school. It has to be, at least to some extent, minimal, not much. I mean, but it has to be somewhat intimidating because going to school, acquiring knowledge is not like scrolling through Facebook or TikTok. It's not how it's supposed to be. You want to be smart? You got to put down hard work. You can't have both. You can't have constant comfort and and, and kind of... Uh, lack of any sort of stressing factors or intimidation or even minimum intimidation you can't have that if you want to develop like development a large part of, of, of individual and collective development is learning to respond to certain you know things that come from the material reality surrounding you including stress including intimidation including problems including trouble including all kinds of things you know, which cause some sort of pain, not necessarily that you will sit in the corner of your room and cry and get, de you know, depressed, but some sort of pain. I mean, you, you know, you incur pain uh, through interacting with other people, with other objects, with other phenomena which are around you. And school is one of them. At school, you do get stressed because you need to learn things. You need to develop. You need to become a different person mentally, psychologically, and in all kinds of aspects. And this is what happens at school. It can't be just like, oh, it's all very funny and so nice and, you know, and there's no stress and there's no effort that I have to put down. No, 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 no. You go to school and you learn, you put down effort, and you discipline yourself. I see no other option in, you know, to, to sort of go through the process of education. I'm not saying yes, that yes, schools but perfect, but th there was a lot to, to, uh, to change. And, and many, many people like myself, my generation, they hate their teachers for many reasons that, you know, I'm sure the system could have been amended, like, you know, and bent in a way that things are, 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 you know, that schools leave better memories. But again, this is not fundamental. It's not important for you to remember the school as some kind of, oh, great experience, you know. The important thing is that you got into, in your head, what was supposed to, to get there. And, and the teachers and the, 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 you know, everybody in the school helped you, uh, you know, acquiring this knowledge and, and those skills. So yes, uh, yes. yeah, that's and my final comment here, and I think we should yeah, debate, go for the closing you know, remarks and let's, let's for hours. And I would say that we wrap it up here. I will come back with details from these stories. In a sense, let me tell you for the last minute of our conversation that in a sense I'm glad that these things surfaced because I sensed it for years and I tried to discuss it with numerous people and people in the position of power and they all ignore it. And now it's just, you know, exploded in their yeah, faces. I know, but it, they're still and going it's only the beginning. So we will be discussing more about okay. this. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, take care, stay healthy, keep fighting, and we'll see you in the next segment.